Welcome to this episode of The Good Fork with host Diana Edelman of Vegans Baby. We're bringing you interesting conversations, interesting people with a plant-based twist. Welcome to The Good Fork Podcast. On today's episode, we have Stacey Dugan, a vegan chef here in Las Vegas and owner of Simply Pure. With roots in Atlanta, Georgia, Chef Stacey Dugan has been featured internationally in media as an export gourmet vegan and raw foods chef and nutritionist. Her passion for teaching stems from her life-changing experience overcoming numerous health issues. Since successfully curing herself, her goal has been to inspire others to embrace more plant-based foods in their diet without feeling deprived. And let me tell you, she does an incredible job. Stick around for the episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of The Good Fork. I am here with Chef Stacy Dugan of Simply Pure. Chef, it is wonderful to have you. Thank you so much for taking time today to be a part of this conversation. Thank you, Diana. You know you and I go way, way, way back. So <laughs> really anything do. you ask me to do, my sister, I have you. So oh, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be on and I'm, I'm thankful for all that you're doing for the community. Seriously, like the vegan community here in Vegas has definitely blossomed under your tutelage. So I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you. So if, if you're a listener and you're not in Las Vegas, uh, Chef Stacy created Simply Pure. And Simply Pure it lives in the container park in downtown Las Vegas. And honestly, Chef, your food is some of the best I've ever had. You have a bunch, you have a variety of different dishes. You have cooked meals, you have raw meals. What was your inspiration behind this restaurant? So Simply Pure is my second restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like, I like the restaurant business. Um, but the inspiration came from just being in the downtown container part in the in the downtown project area, you know, when that was first booming, um, being a part of that whole community and the downtown project asking me to be a part of the container park. So, you know, it was just kind of a natural progression. I was already doing catering um, from Tony Shea's condo in the Ogden under the umbrella of some of the other businesses uh, with the downtown project. And so they were already familiar with me. And so it was just kind of a natural progression. Um, But I do like the restaurant business, like I said. So it was just, it was, it was, it was great. It was perfect. (laughs) What's your, what was your first restaurant? It was called Everlasting Life. It was in Atlanta and it was an all raw vegan restaurant. It wasn't just vegan. It was like nothing was cooked over 115 degrees. That's some of the recipes that are on our, our um, menu at Simply Pure are some of those recipes from Everlasting Life. And I opened that restaurant over 20 years ago. So your, your history is actually really fascinating. I've gotten to know you a lot over the past few years. I've done stories on you for magazines and things like that. Tell me a little bit or tell the listeners a little bit about your background. You, you used to live in Africa. You were involved with the recording industry. Yeah. Give, 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 us, your, give us your story. <laughs> okay, I'll give, you, I'll give you a brief, a brief story. <laughs> so um, in, in Atlanta, I went to Spelman College. After Spelman, I um, decided to stay and I worked in the music industry. I was working for a universal music group. I was doing artist development um, and I loved it. I mean, I had been already kind of working behind the scenes. I had 
uh, internships at Virgin Records. I was working at a really popular record store in Atlanta. And this was back when, in the 90s, when Atlanta first started the music scene, you know, when Outkast, their album, their first album came out. Um, Ludacris was just, he was still on the radio, but he was just becoming, you know, he was Chris Lover Lover at that time. <laughs> wow. the, the Atlanta scene was very much starting to boom and I was, for the music scene, and I was just happened to be at the right place at the right time. And I love music. Like, Music is probably my first love and cooking my second, which is interesting. Um, but I, I, so that's what I did for years. And then um, I ended up opening up uh, Everlasting Life and I kind of transitioned out of the music industry somewhat. I didn't work for the label anymore, but then I started focusing more on my business in the restaurant and, the, and, and cooking and being vegan. And uh, it took me around the world, you know, and I ended up going to Ghana and living there for two years years and I was a chef there and then I moved back to Vegas here about 10 years ago and started doing cooking classes at Whole Foods for free <laughs> you know for years I, I did that, that. Um, yeah for years and, and you know I tell people it's all about consistency so I was just consistent with that building my name building my brand um, also just you know focusing on my my craft and, and perfecting it and then uh, you know then I got the opportunity to open Simply Pure. So that's it in brevity. Wow. But there's so many other things I could talk about, but that's, you know, that's the background. <laughs> what was it like, your, your restaurant, um, or your, your, your role in Ghana, your job in Ghana, you were, you were a vegan chef? I was a vegan chef. So I've been a vegan chef. So when I opened my, the restaurant, that's when I became vegan and that's when I became a chef. Okay. So <laughs> that was like 20 years All ago. So I, and I haven't had another job really since I yeah. haven't, I've done other things, but my main job has always been for the past 20 years is cooking plant-based. Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, 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 you, I'm sorry. No. So I was saying, no, no. So, so that, well, I don't even remember what you asked me, but anyway, I hope that answered the question. Well, well, <laughs> Oh, what was the reaction when you opened a vegan restaurant in Ghana? So that was interesting. So I didn't open, the, oh, Ghana, that's what you're saying. So I didn't yeah. open a vegan restaurant in Ghana. I did open a health food store in uh, Ghana. Okay. It was called, yeah, it was called Sugarcane. And we sold all vegan products. So we would mm -hmm. sell like the TVP and nutritional yeast when we could get it in and, and things that people wanted to get. It was kind of like our little bitty sprouts, but it was too super tiny <laughs> out of like a thousand <laughs> square foot space, you know? Um, and, uh, but I, when I was in Ghana, I was actually a private chef for an ambassador. That's okay. why I went to Ghana. Yeah. I, so I was a private chef for an ambassador and he was flying all around the country and, um, he, around the world, I'm sorry. And he, uh, wanted to do some, he had a lot of business things going on in Ghana and he needed me to come cook. So he actually flew me over there just to cook for him. I was only supposed to be there for about 10 days and I ended up staying for two years. Wow. I loved it. As soon as I landed, I was, as soon as I stepped foot on the ground, I was like, you know what? I love it and I don't want to come back. And I would come back to visit, you know, every yeah. few months I would come back to visit, but I literally was living there. I only came back to Vegas because my father got sick. Mm -hmm. Otherwise I would have still been living in Ghana. There would have been a Simply Pure would have been in Ghana. <laughs> What was the vegan scene like in Ghana? Were people, did people embrace it? Were you really supported? Was there interest in it? That's a great, that's a great question. In the beginning, no. Um, remember, I was there for two years, but yeah. I was also there during the transition when people were uh, kind of opening their eyes to being healthier. And mm -hmm. so 
when I was in Ghana, I was able to just, you know, I was able to get on television. So I was doing news, the news I was doing like different as, a, as an expert, quote unquote, expert vegan chef. Mm -hmm. um, and so people started recognizing me in the city. It was really interesting. I remember one time this, uh, this couple came up to me and the guy was like, hey, I saw you from the TV. He said, my wife, she wants to reduce. That's what they say when you want to lose weight. My wife wants to reduce, so you have to teach us how to do the vegan. So it started picking up after like a year, you know, and just me just kind of moving and shaking it. And people actually seeing the results. That's the thing. Like they were, they weren't receptive to it until they started saying, seeing, ooh, you can really be healthier if you just eat more fruits and vegetables. So yeah, um, it, it, yeah it, it was, it was right. And now, you know, they got vegan restaurants in Ghana. Wow. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the raw vegan, because a lot of people, it, it's, it's becoming so incredibly popular to go vegan now for health reasons. And there's always the conversation of if you're eating vegan, you're, it doesn't mean you're healthy. But let's talk a little bit about uh, the raw vegan lifestyle, because you, you had the restaurant in Atlanta, you have a lot of raw vegan options here. What, what are your thoughts on raw vegan and in terms of health and wellness? Uh, I I think that in just by experience and seeing other people's experiences that the raw vegan lifestyle is definitely the healthiest. Mm -hmm. I mean, because you're getting all of the nutrients. So raw means that you're not cooking, heating anything over a temperature of 115 degrees. Yeah. So all of the food main, ma maintains all of its enzymes, the nutrients, everything that you need. Um, so I definitely think that's the best way to eat. However, it is very time consuming um, yeah. and it's a different, it's another, it's a, just another way of eating Like you really have to, you know, embrace meal prep as, you know, be, and, and different things in the time that it takes to put into it. Um, so I tell people, you know, just really do a balance. If you want to do all raw, I feel like people who have like terminal illnesses, like cancers or whatever, it can really assist with with that i'm not saying that they'll heal but i'm just saying yeah. that when you're, you're eating all the food with the nutrients your cells are able to eat from that and live from that and thrive from that so i i always tell people who have terminal illnesses like hey look you know you probably or if you have diabetes or high blood pressure or whatever just take like 30 days and then we just eat more raw um and, and the results have been amazing so i am 100 percent advocate of raw which is why you know, a lot of our menu is raw at um, Simply Pure. Yeah. What um, are some examples? Because I, when I first heard raw, I just thought, oh, okay, so basically I'm eating fruits and vegetables in their <laughs> form and that's it. Like, how hard can this be? And that, I used to actually try to do the raw till four, but literally I was eating fruit with like flax seeds or chia seeds on it and salads and that was yeah. that was what I was eating and actually <laughs> that's still a lot of what I eat but what how creative can you get with raw when when this is what you're dealing with super creative yeah. so um at the restaurant at our restaurant we have a, a raw chicken uh, what we call a, a chicken salad I really want to change the name I haven't found a, a good name yet because mm -hmm. I, I want to get away from calling you know things that are the 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 you know the mock meat yeah. alternative i want to get away from that but yeah. anyway for sake of clarity we have the a vegan chicken salad but it's raw so we make the chicken salad with cashews and almonds mm -hmm. fresh herbs 
like everything that goes in it is fresh um, and nothing is heated over 115 degrees and we put it in the food processor and make it so it's like a chunky kind of like a chicken salad and we put it in lettuce leaves yeah we put it in lettuce leaves with tomato and everything's fresh and then we top it with a cashew alfredo that's also made from cashews out of the blender not heated so we have this beautiful you know lettuce wraps that um, are made from, you know, from almonds and cashews and it's not heated. And yeah. so that's one thing. We also have our dehydrated kale. We take the kale chips and we season them and we put them in the dehydrator for um, 12 to 14 hours. And we don't heat it over 115 degrees in the dehydrator. So you have these chips, you know, these beautiful like chips that, that taste like they're cooked but they're actually not cooked and you have all the nutrients and enzymes that you need still from the kale. You're not cooking everything out. So, you know, those are just two examples, but there's so many things that you can do. And I just tell people just in mind people just take one day a week, find a recipe. There's plenty online. There's plenty in different books. Um, find one that's, that's of interest to you and just see if you can make it and see if you like it, you know? Um, but I definitely recommend that people incorporate raw into their diet at least once, once a week. So if I'm a chef at home, and obviously I'm not a chef, but if I want to try to do more raw at home, what do I need? I need a dehydrator. How else can you uh, assure that you're not cooking things over the 100, 118 degree mark? Right. So dehydrator is a really good investment if you're if you really are serious about you know getting into the the raw and and pursuing it, but. Uh, the the main thing I would get is a food processor because okay. you're gonna be doing a lot of chopping. Okay. So you want to, that's going to save us. So that's the first piece of equipment I would get. And then a blender. Most people have a blender. I like the Vitamix. I know that's like, you know, a small car payment, but yeah. you know, it's <laughs> worth it. It's, it's worth it. I love that. But whatever blender you can get, I would get a blender in a food processor. And you can start with those two. Um, and then, you know, get a dehydrators or you can get one. I would get an Excalibur. Don't get any of the other brands. Um, the Excalibur is kind of top of the line too. But when it comes to cooking, I like top of the line, you know, in, yeah. equipment and stuff. Um, so, uh, and you can get a small Excalibur. It doesn't have to be, you know, a big one. It could be like a five churn. What's your favorite so, thing to dehydrate? Um, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> um, you get medicated uh, can, uh, kale chips. Mm, okay. <laughs> so how do you medicate kale chips? chips? How do you make those? Um, so I infuse um, uh, oil with cans, um, olive oil, and then I make it, I, I, instead of using regular olive oil for the kale chips, I use the cannabis oil and wow. they come out amazing. Yeah. And because, um, you know, some people don't want, you know, I'm into the cannabis space too. You yep. know, you and I have talked about that. And um, I just kind of do it on the side, just on my own. Um, and I have been perfecting, you know, a lot of the, the oil and the techniques and things like that. And I've been trying them out on different, different ways. And a lot of people just like brownies and things like that. But my uh, constituents or people who, you know, support me really want healthier options. Yeah. So I've been, I've been experimenting with healthier options. So far, that's been the best. Very cool. I think that's awesome. I'm actually working with an edible company and they're, they're working on a, a cannabis infused spice line. So I'm really Ooh, excited yeah. to try that when it's ready. Uh, so let's talk a little bit more about Simply Pure. I, you are known for the lasagna. Yes. Your lasagna. <laughs> Growing up, I didn't really like cheese. I didn't, I definitely didn't like meat. 
but your lasagna is probably one of the best things I've ever put in my mouth and I've eaten all oh over the world. God. But that thing, it's not even, a, that, that dish is <laughs> so flavorful and so hearty and so comforting. What's your secret? <laughs> if you will share, what's your secret? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> the secret behind lasagna is um, years of perfecting those recipes. There's a few secrets. Years of perfecting the recipes. And so there's no secret there. You just got to put in the, the yeah. man hours, you know, um, and, and figuring out, you know, what works best. That's, uh, and then, um, uh, you know, Diana, there's a lot of love that goes into yeah. the food that we prepare, honestly. Yeah. And it's really the attitude that you have when you're in the kitchen. And so I always make sure that I tell my staff, and when I'm cooking, I'm conscious that I am preparing for health and I'm preparing, you know, for someone to really enjoy this meal. And so yeah. um, because we have such a laid back environment at the restaurant too, everything just comes out really well, no matter who makes it. So honestly, yeah. I don't make the lasagna all the time, you know, <laughs> but because we have people, and I'm very strict about following the recipe. So we have an exact recipe. So that's why it comes out the same every time, yeah. no matter who makes it. But um, that the secret is just, you know, just figuring it out. And we make everything from scratch. That's another thing. Yep. So the ricotta is made, you know, from, from fresh tofu. The, um, the mozzarella we make, the, tea, the, tech, the um, protein sausage that we have, we season all of that. You know, we don't really open a lot of packages and things like that. Mm -hmm. So... The only thing we can't take credit for is the marinara sauce. Oh, <laughs> we, we get that from a company in Italy, though. Do so, you? Oh, it's so yeah. good. Everything yeah. about that. We did it uh, a couple of years ago. I remember we did a, a TV shoot, and I included your lasagna, and we had to pick it up for you the day before. Uh -huh. And assembled it there and let me tell you even it was it was like six in the morning and that dish was cold I yeah. still was just like oh my gosh like just give me <laughs> now. It's, it's just thank it's so you good. yeah and with thank that I want to talk about Simply Pure because yeah. you are your Simply Pure restaurant is one of probably the the vegan spots in town that's been open and survived the longest yeah yeah you, you know um, and it's, it's a, t it's a small little spot in container park, but you can sit outside and there's tons of outdoor mm -hmm. seating. But a couple of years ago, you didn't know that you didn't think you were going to be able to survive this. C can we talk a little bit about the challenges you face as a restaurateur, as a chef and, and what kind of helped change all of that for you and put you on this path now where you're you're thriving you're you're you're, you're open during this pandemic you you you've managed to stay open Let, let's talk a little bit about that and I, obviously like i know i know <laughs> i know the story behind this but i just think it's just so incredible um just the universe and and everything like that mm -hmm. yeah, yeah you know i'm, I'm total story. believer I'm a definitely a total believer in, um, you know, the universe just really having, having my back, having all of us, you know, yeah. just being open and receptive to um, the path that unfolds for you. So yes, four years ago, four years now, because we're in election year. This was an election year. I believe it's uh, been when four years. Us. Four wow. years. Yeah. So four wow. years ago, um, I, you know, we were struggling at the mm -hmm. restaurant. And again, re remember too, I'm, I'm also a, a single mom. Um, of a five-year-old so you know I, I've been and I've been a single mom since I've had my child yeah. so it's been really interesting being an entrepreneur business owner and being a mother um so and, and having those two young babies you said yeah. what it, huh 
You, I, what did you say? Oh, it's two full-time jobs. <laughs> two full, definitely two full-time jobs. So in 2016, the beginning in February, um, we, I, I, I received an eviction notice from Container Park saying that I had to leave. And they had been working with me for months, you know, but I was behind on rent. Um, and I hope prime real estate in the container park, the first floor, of course. Yeah. And so it didn't come as a surprise. They had really been working with me as much as they could. And so they sent me a nice email eviction letter. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was very sad, just crying and, and just very um, distraught because I worked so hard, you know, to build that. But I was also very tired yeah. and tired of kind of fighting for the business and um, at that time, I think I was down to like two employees, three employees or something. And, you know, I was just ready to you know, I just kind of let it go. I was like, you know what, God, if this is what it's supposed to be, then I'm just going to let it go. And, you know, I'll just go back to being a private chef. I can do that, you know, still. Cause that's what I was doing before I opened the restaurant. Um, so I just kind of let it go and went on about my, my business. And a few days later, uh, someone came in from Hillary Clinton's uh, campaign and said, hey, Bill Clinton wants to come in here tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah, right. Like, there was no way. And I had been working all day from open to close that day. And so I was like, yeah, okay. And literally, he came the next day. And huh. it changed the trajectory of my business. And he came because they were, um, of course, you know, Nevada was a swing state. And so um, Hillary Clinton at the time, she had a, a, a lunch or something a couple of days prior to them coming to see me um, with a, a group of entrepreneurs. And she, she asked who, she said that her husband, Bill Clinton, of course, wanted to visit um, a woman-owned, preferably minority-owned mm -hmm. um, small business. And uh, a friend of mine just happened to be there. And she said, I have the perfect spot. And, you know, he's vegan. He's part, he's pseudo-vegan anyway. So, yeah. um, so it, was, it was amazing. He came. He was just the most gracious spirit, loved the food. And the whole year, he, every time he came back to Vegas, he would order food from us. He would send Secret Service or he would send his assistant or whoever and every single time. And then I was able to, at the end of 2016, October, I was able to moderate a panel discussion with, I, it was me and him and I was the moderator. And then I had about 30 uh, business owners, minority business owners and entrepreneurs in the room. And we were just talking about, you know, the needs of our community and, and what we needed. And it was really good. And so I've, I've been able to get to know him yeah. and um, so thankful for, yeah. you know, his energy. And, you know, despite what people say, he's a good person. Yeah. You know? And, and uh, I appreciate what he's done. And it's the photo of you and him together that went viral, essentially. That yeah. Was kind of raised awareness about your mm -hmm. restaurant and mm -hmm. so with that obviously what happened um well yeah people started coming in <laughs> they were like did bill clinton eat here did bill clinton eat here what did he eat and literally <laughs> just last year i think we stopped getting questions about bill clinton coming in i think like people were asking for years after that what he came what he ate like that was the biggest question so yeah that that photo went viral the story went viral my friends were calling me from the east coast like <laughs> what in the world bill clinton came to your place how random is that i'm like i know yeah but um it was uh, it's just a good time and, and it, it really did help. And it just goes to show that, you know, uh, he allowed himself to be used just as much as I allowed myself to be used to have this moment, you know, because I, I think that I needed him just as much as he needed. We needed each other, yeah. you know, and it was, yeah. it was perfect. And, um, and, you know, it just goes to show when you just kind of let go and let things flow and let the universe just kind of guide you 
and you know things would be all right and it's not the first time that we've almost you know kind of shut down that was probably the most like memorable time but you know there have been other times when it's like oh man you know <laughs> this is kind of crazy I got and then let me before we get into it too I wanted to shout out my business partner McKinney I always have to mention yeah. her um, because she came in right after the Bill Clinton situation and she's just been really um, pivotal in in growing the business and then helping me you know just to develop everything and then helping me also take some of the burden off of me so I can be a mom as well so yeah you know it's not just me I always let people know it's not just me running this it's she's definitely you know uh main, maintaining and doing her, her part um in in making sure that the Simply Pure brand is visible and we're running McKinney's yeah. well I love her she's absolutely wonderful so yeah. I have to ask what uh what's Bill's favorite dish <laughs> is it the <laughs> lasagna the enchilada, no, wasn't the lasagna. What? The, enchil- the enchiladas and the nachos. Oh. I don't even know if he had the lasagna. What? He oh, ordered the enchiladas. Yeah, he ordered the enchiladas the first time, and then after that, he always ordered the enchiladas and the nachos. The nachos. That was very, yeah, it was very interesting. I don't think he's had the. He may have had. It. I I don't remember, but I know I don't remember that being the the two things. I remember those the enchiladas and the nachos being the two. So. Yeah, <laughs> I love oh. that was you know it's awesome. You know we've had some other people come through. You know the we've had Usher come by mm-hmm. uh, a few times. Usher loves now he loves lasagna. Good. Um, we've had you know um, who else? I'm trying to think. Jermaine Dupree. We've had a, quite a few people come come into our little bitty 288 square foot space. <laughs> only 288 square feet. It's only 288 square feet. So for those who are out of town who haven't come yet, when you come, don't be surprised. Yeah, but then you can sit outside and you're totally fine, and then you're you have plenty of square feet. Boom. To there it. you go. Yep, plenty of outdoor seating. So before we go, I want I want to have this conversation with you because you when when the Black Lives Matter movement kind of came to expanded this 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 summer you were uh you were really leading a conversation here in town about it and as a vegan black woman i think that you have so much you can contribute to this conversation and i know a part of a part of veganism as if you're vegan um for certain reasons is the animals and a lot of people have the conversation well i'm vegan for animals the rest of it doesn't matter the animals Mm -hmm. are what's important this conversation doesn't need to be in the vegan community and i know i i don't agree with that i think that you know black lives matter i think it's not just an animal rights conversation when we get into it but can we talk a little bit about veganism and intersectionality and how it isn't just about saving animals it's about humans and everything that goes into our lives that is such a great point diana um that's why i love talking to you (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i I, so people go decide to adopt a plant-based diet for different reasons i think that everybody needs to be their own individual and figure out which reason is best for them Yes. I did not decide to do to become plant based necessarily because of the animals. Yeah. That was one reason, but that wasn't at the top of the list. The top of the list for me was because I specifically suffered from health issues. <laughs> and so I need I had psoriasis real bad, eczema. I'm talking about like my skin would crack and bleed. That's how <laughs> bad it was. And I needed to do something. And so 
that was being, adopting actually a raw diet. That's how I really cleared that up was um, adopting a raw diet first and then going back to just being plant-based. But um, I feel like everybody needs to be their own individual, like I said. And it's not just for the animals. It has to be for you because then we're looking at, okay, the Black Lives Matter movement. And we're looking at, um, I, I have been privy because I am African-American and I'm from Detroit. I've lived in all kinds of different areas um, throughout the country. And so I've seen like the, the lack of proper nutrition in the African-American community. Yeah. Their food deserts are ridiculous. And so there's no access to like healthy food, to vegan plant-based. And so as a result, you look and there's a high disparity of um, diseases and illnesses in the African-American community. Mm -hmm. And then you look at, you know, you, you align that with all of the other things. Cause I feel like if you don't have your health, if you're not eating properly, then your mind is not going to function properly. Yeah. Yeah. So then there's a whole nother thing that comes with depression and then living in poverty and just all of that, you know, so I'm really an advocate of being a plant-based or adopting more of a plant-based diet um, because you really, I mean, it's the best thing for everyone, you know, it's yeah. not just for, and you don't have to be, my thing is, okay, you don't, if you don't want to be 100% vegan, that's fine. Yeah. But at least find a way to incorporate these other plant-based dishes into your diet so that, you know, when you aren't feeling well, at least you can take care of yourself and eat something a little healthier and, you know, and, and so, um, that's where I am with that, you know, and I'm really an advocate of teaching, you know, teaching everyone who wants to learn, mm -hmm. but specifically because I am African-American helping those in my community to, you know, know that, Hey, look, you can eat properly. You can eat well, you can see, have your food seasoned and it can still be plant-based. Cause that's the big thing with African-Americans. Yeah. yeah. We don't like bland food. Yeah. So they think that they, we all think that a lot of us think that the food is going to be bland and we're not, if it's vegan, it's just going to be a, like you said, a carrot or a cucumber or a salad. <laughs> yeah. French fries. So a lot of it is education for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been a lot of education. So yeah. <laughs> Love it. Thank you. So how yeah. can people learn more about you, about Simply Pure? I know you have, are you still doing meal delivery or meal prep? We are still doing meal prep. So we, uh, we've made a couple of transitions. We're not doing the food truck anymore. Yes. That was a great run for us uh, during COVID because we stayed open. Like you said, we stayed open during COVID. Mm -hmm. um, we're still open. We had the food truck. We decided not to go into the food truck business anymore, but we are definitely have our meal prep and that is in conjunction with our buy one gift one program. So people can go online. Our website is simplypurelv.com. So if you go on there, all the information is there, but we have a meal prep service, a weekly meal prep where you can go online and order weekly meals that are not on our regular restaurant menu. Mm -hmm. And every time someone purchases a meal from our meal prep menu, then we donate a meal to a family or individual in need. And we've been doing that since April with um, Food Not Bombs. And mm -hmm. it's been great every week. Um, we've been able to give out meals to our uh, community who are without homes. So, um, yes, that's one way. And then um, Instagram, Simply Pure LV. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Simply Pure LV is uh, our handle. I love it. Is there anything else you would like to add? Um, I want everybody during this time to you know, really just take the time to take time that they need for their mental health, their physical health. You know, I've had to remind myself we're in a really precarious, like sensitive time. And so the, the time now is the time to love yourself and take care of yourself and do self-care 
And no matter what, I don't care if people are pressuring you to work or whatever, if you feel like you need to rest, now is the time to really take care of your mental and your physical. And so I'm just admonishing everyone to really uh, step up on that self-love and that self-care. And I'm talking to myself too. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Amen to that. Because I think this time has been, it's been such a struggle and the first thing you're going to lose is you. And so it's yeah. really important to to take that time for you and, and make sure that you're you're as okay as you can possibly be right now because it's not exactly it's not easy and it's not easy it's not even easy and, and you know usually I'm a really upbeat person yeah. but honestly even over the past couple of days I've been feeling well I've been feeling tired but that's yeah. because I haven't been taking care of myself I haven't been resting enough I haven't you know so everybody has to find that balance but just make sure you're really taking care of yourself because nobody's going to take care of you as good as you will, you know? So true. So true. Yeah. Chef, thank you so much for your time. I am just so, so grateful for you. And uh, I can't wait to come eat a lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can't no. wait to see you again, for sure. It's always a pleasure, Diane. I really appreciate you and your friendship over all these years and your support. You've been amazing. Thank you. How are you? Thank you. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Good Fork podcast today. Yes. Have a wonderful day. Yes. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of The Good Fork. I am host Diana Edelman of Vegans Baby. I appreciate you all so much. For more on this episode and other show notes, head over to vegansbaby.com and click on the Good Fork podcast. And for more vegan dining, vegan news, and where to go eat in Vegas and beyond, head over to vegansbaby.com. Have a great one.